and welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am your host, sports editor Austin Huff, and with us in the studio today, uh, the second two-time guest we have established, he is now an elite company with Steve Craw. You might have remembered him from the summer. Uh, he was a, a recent Goshen High School graduate at that point. Now he's a, an old man trying <laughs> trying freshman Ben Winger is with us in the, po- uh, in the in the podcast in the podcast room on the podcast whatever you want to <laughs> say. Uh, ben, how you doing, man? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, we're really excited to have you back on. Obviously, it's been a uh, you know since we last talked to you five months ago, six months ago, six months ago. Math. I was not a math major in high school or college. It feels, feels a lot longer than that. It does, it does. 2020 has just been dragging on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been a little crazy, man. Uh, yes, June 17th, I, we were just looking it up. So literally six months, like two, basically the day of this taping, um, we were on last. So mm-hmm. welcome back. We're excited. Uh, we're going to talk a little local stuff here first, and then I want to kind of ask you some questions about uh, your experiences so far at Trine. Obviously, the been a crazy year. Um you know, a lot of major college football is being played, but obviously at the lower levels, it wasn't played this mm-hmm. fall. Um, so we'll kind of hit on that a little bit later, but kind of wanted to get to your, your opinions here, man. This, this is more of like a co-host than anything this week. You know, it's not going to be not going to be grilling you as much as I have with like, you know, John Jim Buller or, you know, John Trope the last couple of weeks. Uh, so uh, I know you related, obviously, you're the Goshen High School alum and played football there, obviously, since you're playing football at Trine. It would be pretty miraculous if you were playing football <laughs> at Trine and didn't play in high school. Um, so uh, you might have noticed over the weekend that they did a fundraiser uh, with softball team, uh, raising money to for families in the area. And they ended up raising uh, enough money to buy 57 meals for families in Goshen, $100 each box, too. Like, so that's my rough math, which I already said I'm not a math teacher. <laughs> $5,700. Uh, you know, I talked to Coach Park last week about this um, when they were still raising the money. He mentioned how you guys used to do stuff at the county fair, mm-hmm. uh, helping out. Yep. What do you remember from those experiences at the county fair? <laughs> oh, man. Those <laughs> county fair days. So we'd have to get up, be at the fairgrounds at 6 in the morning Ugh. to uh, clean up the parking lots, the grass parking lots. So we'd go as like a group at 6 in the morning. And it was miserable and cold and wet out, but you know we did we did it. It was just our part to like help the community, and I think fundraisers are a great way for like the high school to give back to like the community because after talking to people up at Trine, like people from other high schools, it's I've really like come to realize how much like Goshen really loves like the high school like sports teams and stuff, and that's just a great way for the high school to be able to give back to the like the community. Yeah, do you feel like you know? Do you feel like it's a bonding experience, for, you know, for your teammates? I mean, getting up at 6 a.m., you know, oh, probably does that. for sure, for <laughs> sure. We're all in that. It's just one coach. We would be split up into different groups. It was just one coach and then a group of us players, and the coaches wouldn't even pick up the trash. It was just the players. The coaches would just, like, drive behind <laughs> us and make sure we weren't, like, slacking off. So it was definitely a bonding experience for sure. That's funny. That's really funny because I, I was talking to Coach Park about that last week, and he was like, obviously, we didn't get to do that this year. There was no fair you know, the world has kind of ceased to exist in a, in a normal society, right? Um, so he was like, we were trying to find something to do, and the softball team always does this fundraiser near the end, so we just figured, hey, like, let's do it together. And uh, the softball coach, Brent Culp, was an assistant football coach this year with Coach mm-hmm. Martin, um, so it just kind of came together. I mean, that's pretty awesome, man. You see that, yeah. like, 57 people, you know, getting, uh, I mean, they were packing everything in these boxes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but, like, pancake mix and, and pasta and, you know, sauce, like, for pasta. Like, it was really impressive. Um, pretty impressive stuff. So, yeah, pretty cool, man. That's yeah. A, 
I, I really don't expect anything less from, I mean, Coach Park and Coach Culp. Those two guys are both great guys. Coach Culp uh, is a neighbor of mine. He lives pretty close to me. Love his whole family, and they're both, like, great guys. So I'm not surprised at all that they were able to organize the fundraiser with all these players and do something special like that for these families. Did they pay you to say that? So... <laughs> No. <laughs> Coach Culp's dropping off an extra Christmas gift at the yeah. Wingard house this well, weekend. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Oyelowo. But, um, you know, it was to me it was pretty miraculous. Like, even especially in this year when obviously there's a lot uh, going on and not many people, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs and, and things like that. Like, just to see still that people are willing to give and be, like, that generous, right? Like, to me, that just reminds me of, like, like not to be, like, the human soul or and not to be too philosophical here, but, like, you know, there are still good people, right, mm-hmm. in this world. And there's still a lot of good people, I guess, in this world. So it's really comforting to see that and see this community, the community kind of rally and help out, you know, nearly 60 families, you know, $100 worth of groceries. I, I, that's amazing. So For sure. For yeah. Sure. So uh, we had some girls basketball uh, this up week, believe it or not, we are playing sports. Um, <laughs> not many states around us are right now, but Indiana is doing it. And uh, we had a, a milestone moment this past weekend. Uh, Bryn Pill at Goshen, she uh, obviously a superstar senior going to Dayton University for basketball. She reached 1,000 career points this past weekend. And Ben, I know you're you're a year older than her uh, in from school, but I'm sure you obviously watched her play uh, mm-hmm. numerous times. When you watch Bryn, uh, what was what's it like watching her play, kind of as a as a student and a fan perspective? I mean, just watching her out there, she plays like she's not one of those like in your face type of players where she's like super loud all the time. She's like really laid back and quiet, and all of a sudden she has like 30 points. It just kind of <laughs> happens. But she's she's a really great person. Uh, I had a few classes with her my senior year. She's super nice. Um, her dad, too. Awesome coach. Love her dad. So, congrats, Bryn. That's an awesome milestone to hit. And she's definitely, oh, man, one of the best basketball players I've watched in, my, like, in person in my life. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Um, obviously, she's 6'3", which helps her a lot. And she can, you know, she's very, you know, powerful. But she, she can shoot the ball, too, you know. So, she's got all the, all the elements of the game kind of, you know, wrapped up into one. And, um, I was a little surprised she hadn't gotten to a thousand points yet already, but um, you know, like she she is she is a pretty oh there goes my pen she is a pretty <laughs> selfless player um, for the most part. So you know, I, you figure she was going to get there, and I think she's really close to breaking the all time scoring record in program history if she's not already there yet. Um, so you know, she's going to have all the records kind of at Goshen High oh, School yeah. um, as of now. So. Um, and they beat South Bend Adams by 24, 25. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't close. Um, uh, but, yeah, great accomplishment for Bryn. Um, and the Goshen, again, I know I said it I, last week. I took, like, three hours explaining all the girls' <laughs> basketball teams. But, like, there, there's a lot of good teams in this area right now. And Goshen's oh, yeah. definitely one of them uh, this year. Uh, you know, it's tough. They're in a sectional with Penn, uh, who's, you know, the second-ranked team in the state now. They did fall in the rankings. Um, after losing to a team from Ohio in double overtime. So it's all it took for Penn to fall from number one was double overtime loss to a team from Ohio. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you've obviously been in the area and you've seen some of these programs like Penn and Goshen mm. and Warsaw. You know, they're all just really, really good usually. So It's crazy. There's just like a concentration of really good teams in this area that I've noticed like – Everywhere else in the state, there's, like, good teams, like, here and there other than, like, Indianapolis. Right. But up here in, like, Elkhart County and over by, like, South Bend, there's a ton of, like, really good teams. Like, mm-hmm. last year, I just went to, 
I mean, I didn't go to that many basketball games last year, but last year it was like every team we played was a really good team. Right. And every single time it was always a really good game mm-hmm. uh, down to like the last five seconds right. of the game. Right. A lot of good girls teams and even the boys side too. You look at mm-hmm. the boys, um, you know, kind of skipping ahead here for a minute, but like the Goshen boys played this weekend, two, two games this past week. Went against Elkhart, who's mm. very good. They just oh, merged, yeah. and you know they have a very good team. And, and then South Bend St. Joseph on Saturday, who's got a Notre Dame commit on yeah. the roster, and J.R. Kuzniski, you know, and uh, it doesn't, you know, in their first four games, Goshen has played three ranked team or two ranked teams, Mishawaka Marion also, and St. Joe. And Elkhart is one of those teams that's going to get votes probably throughout mm. the year. And then you know you play Clay on Tuesday, this this, this Tuesday, which is. Should be a little bit of an easier game, but then, boom, Saturday, Northridge, right? <laughs> like, you just, like, it never stops, it feels like, you know, with the schedule. The NLC is just a really tough conference. Uh, I love just, like, being able to watch, not even Goshen games, just being able to watch NLC games, like Northridge and Northwood play or something like that. Like, those games are always really exciting to watch because all the teams in this conference are really good. And now that we just added uh, Mishawaka because uh, Memorial merged with Central, yeah. it's just another, like, great team that we have to compete with. Yeah, Mishawaka, it's funny because, like, uh, I think their biggest impact in the winter sports would be wrestling probably because they're mm-hmm. very good wrestling yeah. school. Um, and it's just, like, funny to, like, I didn't – for sometimes I don't I forget that they're in the NLC, and then I see someone tweet, like, NLC standings, and, like, there's Mishawaka. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're in the NLC. Mm-hmm. Like, And, like, the wrestling this year with Mishawaka, Northridge, and Wallacee all being very good um, right now. That's going to be really interesting. But uh, I want to go back to the girls' basketball for a minute because um, I was at a game Friday night that I really wanted to hit on, and I was actually I was pretty impressed. Uh, Lakeland came back. They were down 5, five nothing early, which isn't a huge margin, but mm. or 7 nothing early, which, again, isn't a huge margin. But it was 7 nothing less than three minutes into the game. Fairfield was beating Lakeland, and it felt like, okay, here we go. Like, <laughs> mm. Fairfield's going to run away with this, and they're like, you know, I've been very high on Fairfield uh, on this podcast, and not that I'm not high on them anymore, but like I'm still, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I was mm-hmm. very like, oh, this is great. They're reaffirming everything I've said about mm-hmm. them. Uh, and then Lakeland, man, just came back out of nowhere, got, got those seven points back within like two minutes. They ended up winning the game 47 to 30 over Fairfield. And I'll tell you what, man, Lakeland, if they play like the way they played on Friday, like, they're going to give teams a lot of fits. They got a lot of depth. They got Bailey Hartsell at the top, who everything she plays, she's like just sensational. Mm. I mean, volleyball, softball, basketball, golf. I mean, she's good at everything. Yeah. Um, which isn't fair. Like, I'm not good at I'm not good at any sports. She's good at four of them. You know what I mean? Like, where where was that? You know, for me, um, uh, Madison Kyle had a career day, 14 points. Uh, Peyton Hartsell, or Bailey's so- uh, sister. Younger sister had, you know, 13 points. Faith Real, 12 Like, such great balance on mm-hmm. that offensive scoring. I mean, it was like 14, 13, 11, and 8 or 9 or something. It was like the score, mm-hmm. you know. And so, man, like, if they play like that, and that they're sectional too, it's it's tough because they got, they got Central Noble there who's playing really well. Mm, yeah. And Lakeland obviously is playing well. And you got uh, uh, Wallace C, you know, what are they? Northwood is the defending state champ in that yep. sectional. Yep. Like, they're struggling, but they're the defending state champ. Like, they're not out until mm. they're out, right? Yeah, um, yeah it's a really – I was really impressed with the Lakers on Friday. And I, I just mm. – yeah. I know I know you, you weren't there, so you don't have to be <laughs> – as much analysis to give with that, but I just wanted to make sure that that, was, mm. that point was into the ether 
that I, yeah. I was really impressed with Lakeland, Lakeland and their coach Dale Gerhardt after the game was like, "Hey man, uh, no one's talking about us." Like no, and I was like, "Wait, I talked about you on the podcast last week. What are you talking about? Like I, I I've been talking about you." And he's like, "I know, but everyone else is." I'm like, "Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate that." So Dale, if you're listening, <laughs> shout out. Okay, you guys are playing well right now. Uh, that that's a team that could win the NECC. They're right there with with West Noble. West Noble's looking really good in girls again. They beat they beat Churubusco <laughs> by like a hundred this past weekend. Oh my um, it was like not a hundred, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. 74, 20, 74 29, So it was halfway there. Might as um, well be hundred. Yeah, it was pretty close. Um, they're looking good. They're undefeated. Uh, you got Garrett at the top and the NECC girls that are really really strong right now. Uh, yeah, it's anyone's ball game. Same thing with the NLC and girls. Um, you got Northridge who's playing really well right now. Goshen playing really well. Warsaw playing really well. Like you mentioned earlier, man, like the NLC, dude, like top to bottom usually yeah. is a pretty stacked conference. And like this year again, it's just like, man. And like Concord was going to be in it. They lost their best player uh, to surgery. But, man, like there's some good teams. Like it gets me excited. Like I'm, ah, we got sports to talk about, you know? know so. it's, it's awesome. Like last year I went to the uh, Northridge Goshen game. Uh, and I – we, I didn't know what the expectations were, but I knew like it was going to be a good game. And all of a sudden, both teams just caught fire, and <laughs> Northridge hit like 43-pointers out of nowhere. And it was mm-hmm. – that's just like – that's probably my favorite part about watching NLC basketball is like when a team gets hot, they get hot like quick, and then they're just making everything for most of the game. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what happened with Lakeland too. Mm-hmm. Just caught fire down the stretch. They couldn't miss, man. And they were playing great defense too, which was like really, you know, paramount obviously. Like you give up seven points in the first three minutes, and then – 23 in the last 29 like that's really <laughs> insane like it really is insane um and one of the note from girls basketball uh this past weekend uh late friday or like within like hours before their game northwood had to cancel with uh, mishawaka and then on monday they announced that they're in quarantine till december 21st oh man um so this is the second time they've had to postpone games from their own quarantining or mm-hmm. close contact tracing they missed their first two games um, because of it, and then now they're missing games until next Monday, um, which it's 2020 for you, uh, which <laughs> yeah. it stinks. Uh, it stinks, but it is uh, what it is at this point. Uh, they they're 0 and five, and they're again like I, I I come back to like thinking that Northwood is like the quintessential 2020 program in the mm-hmm. sense that like it started so well at the beginning of this calendar year with them winning the state yep. championship, and then like. Literally two weeks after they won, the whole world just like closed down, <laughs> and it was awful. And now they're now they're the team that's like been the most affected by COVID. Them and Wawasee girls basketball this fall, where or went this winter, where they've missed games at the beginning, and now they're into quarantine again. Like Wawasee's first seven games were all missed, like just mm-hmm. postponed, moved around. I don't even know if they played a game that's supposed to be on their schedule, like that was on the schedule yeah. from the beginning, right? Northwood, too. Like, they're getting to that point where they've played, like, two games, I think, that were, like, scheduled, like, actual for that day. Mm-hmm. There's I, I have a Google Doc that I keep, you know, updating with the schedules, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's, it's updated frequently, believe it or not. And, uh, <laughs> and I have at least two or three games that say postponed from this date and then postponed again from this date to another date. Like there's been three or four games that have been postponed at least twice. It's, that's, it's crazy. I mean... It's got, it's got to be stressful for these like these kids because I know like these high school kids want to play, and they have like school and stuff that they're probably doing like half online, half in person for. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be really stressful. And I mean, being an athlete, 
that just you want to play like you're working every day out of the week to play a game and then it just gets postponed and then you have to stay at home for two weeks that just that really sucks but hopefully they can bounce back hopefully after they get out of quarantine maybe they'll be able to play a few games Mm -hmm. before hopefully you know (laughs) hopefully they won't have to go back into quarantine but hopefully they'll get to play a few games after they get out so yeah and you know obviously um uh I was going to say something and I forgot. Um, I apologize for this really terrible audio. Um, but yeah, it's just been crazy. You know, they're in quarantine and they're going to miss their, uh, they play in a holiday tournament. Northwood usually plays in this holiday tournament mm-hmm. over at Northridge. And uh, they're out of that. They said they're going to pull out of that just so they can make up games. Cause it's usually the 29th or the 30th, but they're like, we can't play those days. Cause we got to keep those days open to like post, make up for games that have been postponed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Traditionally, Northwood and Northridge always end up playing each other like in the finals of that tournament or like the third. Like it's always funny because like you know usually you only play your conference team once in the regular season, mm-hmm. but they they always end up playing each other in that thing too. So it's like a free kind of like you know free tape I guess to like hey we got you know tape for mm-hmm. them now we're gonna get ready to play them again two weeks from now, which is just kind of funny how the schedule works. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> crazy man, and you know. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully this vaccine that is now being administered to doctors will be to the public uh, soon. I read somewhere that uh, Dr. Fauci said maybe able-bodied, like not able-bodied, but no one with pre-exist people without pre-existing conditions could maybe get it by March or mm-hmm. April, which would be ideal, you know. Yeah, hopefully, it would be ideal. Um, I, I got to figure out how to classify myself as an essential worker. Is really where I got to <laughs> get to. Um, we are in the public a lot as journalists, right? So, like, we are exposed right. to many more people. I think that that I, we should have been first. I think, I should, <laughs> you know, not. I mean, I respect the doctors. I love they're doing an amazing job. Obviously, they they need it first. We don't need it. So, um, want to get one more, a couple more boys basketball. Shift to boys basketball. Get a couple notes in here. Uh, big game I covered Saturday night. Westview beat Central Noble sixty to fifty four. Uh, Westview now. I mean, there's a lot of obviously a lot of more games to be played, um, but they are currently probably in the driver's seat of the Northeast Corner Conference. Uh, they've already beaten their two biggest uh, foes on on paper in Churubusco and Central Noble. Central Noble was ranked sixth in two A going into the game. Westview was ranked seventh, so obviously like top ten matchup. Uh, Westview won. They actually stayed at number seven in the polls this week. Central Noble fell down to ten. Um, but it was a huge win for the Warriors, and there was a lot of questions coming into this year. You know, you you, you graduate Charlie Yoder, who's you know top twenty five scorer in state history. You you your coach Rob Yoder resigns; he's been there for twenty years, and uh, you bring in Ed Bentley, and you got some guys back from last year's team. But you know, obviously, when you lose the star, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, what are they going to be? Here they are, four and one, two and zero in the NECC, ranked you know uh, in the top seven of the class, and their one loss is to Northridge, who's you know a, a threat to win the sectional in four A. So, mm. you know, death taxes and West Noble boys basketball, <laughs> right? Or Westview boys basketball. Sorry, West Noble boys basketball also playing well this year, but mm. I meant Westview basketball. So yeah, Westview and Goshen's always a game that I enjoy going to. That's always an exciting game to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's one thing I love to see in sports. Uh, when a team has like a huge change, a bunch of stuff going on, like with their coaching staff or players graduating, and you know, seeing how players how the players respond and bounce back, and obviously Westview just keeps on winning. I don't yeah. know. I just I don't <laughs> think they know how to lose. It's a basketball factory, man. It's I insane. guess so. You, you look at their year by year, and it's like 
they rarely have losing seasons and they always are in contention for the conference mm-hmm. and always in contention for the sectional and you know obviously they've won a couple state titles in their history and made made a run to the state final in 2014 and regional championships semi state it's just insane like they're always mm-hmm. like you you think oh maybe this is the year we can get Westview and then it's like nope like we're right back just amazing yeah. yeah just right back so I don't know what they're putting the corn out there Westview but <laughs> those Amish special. man Amish strong right um <laughs> And we kind of mentioned Goshen earlier, but, you know, I just want to mention them again. Um, again, you, you play two amazingly tough teams, Elkhart and South Bend St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Both those teams put full court pressure on you as well, pretty much the whole game. Um, but, you know, I thought I thought against Elkhart, Drew Hogan played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Wolford, Michael Wolford after the game was like, he's got his mojo back. Um, he also reiterated that on Saturday after the St. Joe game because – Drew, he had he only scored 11 points against St. Joe, but he had nine assists. Mm-hmm. So he was facilitating the ball, and, and he got the ball to, like, sophomore Deacon Hill hit five threes in the game. And, uh, you know, they, they struggled, obviously. St. Joe is a big team, man. They're just mm-hmm. tall. And, obviously, we mentioned Kuznitsky, who's going to Notre Dame. That guy is a stud. He scored 31 oh, yeah. points. It's like he's at 31 points, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, casually scores 31. Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing. Um which is scary. Um, he's going to be really – I think he's going to be a pr- pretty good player for Notre Dame, honestly. Mm. He, he kind of fits that Notre Dame mold, I guess. I don't know. I don't see yeah. how to describe it, right? Tall, can shoot the ball, um, rebounds well, right? Like, he's going to be a guy, I think, for mm. them next – maybe not next year, but in the future that's going to be a pretty good player for them, all things considered. Um, and he's, uh, he's a hometown hometown kid. He's yeah. from – from right there in South Bend, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. Yeah, Nor- uh, Notre Dame made sure to recruit South Bend hard because uh, they got a couple guys from South Bend committing mm-hmm. into that class. So, Kaziski uh, wanted them, obviously. And, uh, yeah, just a pretty amazing kid to watch play. Um, but Goshen is 0-4 on the season. Yeah, they're struggling a little bit. And, again, the schedule, man, like brutal. Mm-hmm. The Mishawaka Marion, right? And then you get um, – they played West Noble, one-point loss. So, in West Noble, like I said, playing well this year, they – they beat Concord. They almost beat Churubusco, which would have been a huge win for them. Mm. Uh, fell in overtime. Um, but, you know, you've been obviously a part of some teams at, at Goshen where, you know, you guys were young, maybe struggling a little bit. And that's kind of what the basketball team is right now. Like, when you're kind of going through a season like that where you're young, maybe you're not playing as well as you want to, you're not winning games. What's kind of the mentality you have to have to kind of get through a season like that? I mean, it comes down to like the few upperclassmen that are on the team to kind of rally the underclassmen and get them to buy into what the coach is saying. Because obviously, we've seen what Coach Wolford says works, and we know that he's a great head coach. And I just think, as an upperclassman, you gotta get this team to like rally together and play as a team. That's one thing last year that I thought Goshen was really good at was just playing team ball. I haven't gotten to go out to a coaching game this year, but right. knowing knowing Coach Wolford, I would assume that team ball is probably the biggest emphasis. So as an upperclassman like Isaac Swatsky, you got to just make sure you rally these young guys and make sure they don't start to like think about like, oh man, like what if we end up losing like this next game? You have to keep them focused just on the goal and like the task at hand because once your mind starts to wander, that's when things start to really like the wheels start to fall off at that point. Right. Yeah. And obviously too, like everyone's dealing with COVID quarantine issues and things like that. They didn't have Mm -hmm. Blake Weiss for their first couple games. Um, which, you know, he's not being able to practice and mm. he throws them off a little bit, you know, it maybe takes him some time to get in, get going into a game. Um, usually he is one of the taller players on the court, but against St. <laughs> Joe, he was like the fourth tallest person <laughs> on the court. So like, you know, I, I, you know, Hogan, Drew Hogan, 
you know, he torched St. Joe last mm-hmm. year. He put up 30 on them, and they won. They beat St. Joe. Uh, but, like, just watching it on Saturday, man, I was there, and I'm like, look, I, I respect Drew. I think he's a great player. He's a great mm-hmm. athlete. He's probably the best male athlete at Goshen No, he's right up now. there. He's up there. He might be. Running because of his cross-country and his mm-hmm. basketball and track. And yep. he's he does it all, and he does it well. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, God didn't bless him with height, unfortunately. <laughs> he's 5'9", he's mm-hmm. which, you know, he makes the most of it, but... When you got Kaznisky guarding you and he's six seven, you know what I mean? Like there's mm. only so much that Drew can yeah. do when you got almost a foot difference in mm. height guarding, you know, and and again, like it's not a slide on Drew because he's mm. an amazing athlete, and you know that. Yeah. And I've I've seen him play numerous, you know, times, whether it be basketball rest or cross almost wrestling, cross country, <laughs> basketball, whatever. Um, you know, but man, there is just some sometimes where like God just does, you know, didn't bless him with height and yes. Going up against Kaznitsky, that's tough. But mm. he was—he never—he never tried to stop, which is like I—I mm. I applaud his fearlessness. Like he's a mm. very, um, you know, attacking. I don't know if that's the right word, but like he—he he is fearless when mm. he plays. Yeah. And I, 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 I really admire watching him play in that in that respect. So yeah, he's not—he's not like a very like like outwardly like cocky person. Like mm-hmm. you talk to him, he's like really down to earth and he's humble. But like when he's on the court, he just—he knows his ability and he knows what he can do. And he's confident in himself, even if the dude towers over him by like seventeen feet, he'll <laughs> yeah. he'll still do what he can. You said he had nine assists, I yeah, think, in that assists, game. So he's making the most of mm, it, right? He knew, yeah. like, hey, if I drive, they're gonna crash, and I can kick mm. it out to Deacon Hill or Sawatsky or or Quinn Bechtel, mm-hmm. got, like guys like that. So, yeah, they, he played really well. And uh, you know, if he was like six one, man, six two, like he'd be getting probably getting some mm. serious looks, yeah, because um, his style is just really amazing. Mm. So. Um, well, that's kind of some of the local stuff I wanted to hit on, and I want to ask you some questions, Ben. I know I've been asking you questions already anyway, <laughs> the whole podcast. But um, so first semester at Chine, man, how was it like, uh, you know, college student, freedom, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, not that much freedom. We haven't, we can't really do anything. There's, it's true. We have to kind of stay in our rooms and stuff. But uh, I mean, I guess it's about as ideal as it could be. Trying did a really good job, you know, keeping like students like distance. Like all of my classes were either online or they were split into two different groups mm-hmm. or however many groups, so we could all be in the classroom at the same time. Uh, so that was really nice. Trying did a really good job uh, this fall, and uh, we did get to play some football. We got to practice and stuff, which was awesome. So we definitely made the most out of this first semester for sure. Yeah, I was wondering uh, the football aspect. How did that kind of all materialize? Because we were talking in June. Um, you know, we didn't really know, obviously, what was going to mm. – we didn't know what fall sports mm. uh, if it was even going to be played in general, let alone, you know, high school obviously played and co- major college football got played. Um, what was the fall like for you? Like, what was that timeline like? Take me, take us through, like, you know, um, basically from, like, when you got to campus on. Like, when did you know that we weren't going to play a season or games? And then, yeah, just kind of take me through all that. I mean, it was almost a week-by-week thing. Uh, Coach Abs, he really – was trying to push for at least to get us a few games, which he did a really good job of. Uh, I really appreciate that. He went out of his way to make sure that we got to play, which was awesome. Um, but uh, every week we had to get tested, and we couldn't practice before the test that week because of contact tracing. Mm-hmm. So we would get tested on Tuesdays, so we wouldn't be able to practice on Mondays. And then we'd get our results back Wednesday, maybe even Thursday. So we'd start practice Wednesday, go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then if we had a, if we we before we had games, we would just – have practice Saturday morning and then Sunday evening. Um, but once we got into games and stuff and we are actually playing, it was basically Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then a game on Saturday, mm-hmm. which was really, like, it was an interesting 
you know, coming from high school, we had practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then on Saturday we had film. Coming in, we only had practice like three days a week, which was, it was really interesting, but, you know, the guys, all the, all the guys up there trying, they want to win, and they want to be there, so even if we only get three days of practice, it was like, we got to make the most of it, and we got to go out there and play right. and do our best, so. So how many games did you guys end up playing? We only ended up playing two. The varsity only ended up playing two uh, against Adrian and Manchester. Uh, we won both of those games. We there were going go. to play against Bluffton, but we had to cancel that because the uh, the travel laws in Ohio. Uh, if Bluffton came over here to play us, the whole team would have to quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> and the coach was try- the coach wanted to play us, and the players wanted to play, but eventually right. the coach just ended up saying he's like probably not best for our players to miss two weeks of class. So we ended up not playing that. We just had a scrimmage between like an air squad scrimmage, which was still fun, but it, yeah. was, it wasn't a game. That's that's uh, that's got to be so strange, man. Like you just don't know. Um, if you're going to play, when mm-hmm. you're going to play, really, just how did you try to mentally kind of like, you know, go through a week of practice where, well, the game might get canceled on Friday afternoon, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what was that like going through that every week? Oh, it was, I mean, it definitely was like, a lot of us were like, I don't know, we weren't, we were upset that we didn't get to play, but we knew even if we didn't get to play a single game in the fall, we were still practicing, which a lot of teams aren't, and that was going to give us an edge for the spring season. So we knew no matter what, we're getting better, but we all wanted to play, but we just kind of had to stay, you know, just focused day by day, go to practice. We don't know if we're going to practice tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to have a game this Saturday, <laughs> we're just going to go to practice today and do what we can. And hopefully we'll get to come back uh, the next day, but you know, we didn't really know mm-hmm. until uh, like 30 minutes before practice. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I couldn't even imagine. Like I always, I think it's stressful enough trying to keep track of every schedule being a journalist, let alone... You know, I couldn't even imagine being a player trying to keep track of that or an athletic director trying to keep track. Of, like, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel like the lack of games maybe helped you learn the playbook quicker or, or maybe comprehend it more because you had – and you also, you know, with online classes, you're, you're spending more time in your room. Did mm-hmm. you feel like you picked up on maybe the, the playbook or, the, or anything quicker because you had so much more time and you weren't playing as many games? I mean, I definitely – I feel like most of the players – if not all the players, we were split into groups, so I wasn't able to practice with all the wide receivers. But you know, the guys I was with all picked it up really fast. Most of them were like returning from last year. Most of them were sophomores returning. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, this year was really different. We didn't get to have a team camp that we like normally would because we had to quarantine the first like ten days we were there, so we weren't really able to practice and stuff. So it was like quarantine, and then once we got out of quarantine, we just had to go straight into conditioning to get ourselves, you know, like in shape. Right. And then right after conditioning it was just straight into like putting together like all these concepts and stuff. So while we were in the middle of conditioning, the coaches were having us on, we put we installed like our whole game plan in like a week. And uh and then after that go out there and just practiced it and you know, we all caught on. It it wasn't ideal because usually I would learn faster going out, learning whatever it is and then running it. And instead we just had to sit there and study it, but it wasn't, we still got it down and, you know, um, it was a good thing too because we got to practice that all fall and a lot of the teams in our conference didn't even play this fall. Right. So we already have that experience going into the spring. Yeah, so, so you guys are playing spring games. Uh, yeah. How weird does that sound feel? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm not excited for the cold at the beginning. That's <laughs> not, that's not going to be fun. Right. But, uh, I know it's definitely different because, you know, I'm having, you know, we had football in the fall and then we're going to have it in the spring and then we're going to have it in the fall again. So it's a lot of like quick turnaround. So that'll be, I mean, I'm excited. I love football. I'm excited to play some football. So I'd be all right with year round football all the time, honestly. (laughs) 
Do you think there's any concern? Are you concerned or any concern on the team about you know playing? I don't know how many games are you supposed to. Do you know how many games you're playing in the spring? I think it's seven, six, six, seven, six or seven. seven, six or seven. Do you have any? Does anyone have any concern about you know playing six, seven games in the spring, and then like you only get like a couple of weeks off, and then you got to come right back and play the fall? Do you notice? Have you felt any concern from either you or the program or anything like that? I mean, it's a few guys have like we've talked about it a little bit, but most of us are just. Where, I mean, we want to play football, even if that means we're playing back to back to back. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, there there's definitely like some concern, but I'm sure the coaches will come up with something over the summer to like help us recover, like probably uh, exercise or something like that to help us recover, and then uh, come back in the fall to start practice again. So mm-hmm. that's crazy, man. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's been just. I don't know what the right word is to describe it, but like <laughs> surreal, like strange, like what, I have what, no idea. <laughs> how would you encompass like the last six, like five, five months of your life? I guess in that sense. Oh man, I <laughs> strange for sure, definitely strange. Maybe uncertain. I mean, I think uncertain probably be the best way. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. unprecedented there we go. Times. That's a good one. That's a good one. There you go. In these uncertain times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy man. I couldn't even imagine going through this as a you know. Uh, senior in high school getting your last two months taken away mm. from you at least in person I mean there's so many things you mm. know like prom even right and all those the graduation ceremony and like I couldn't even imagine like going through like a, a school semester how, how often would you say you went into class I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier but like how often would you go into your classrooms versus being well, online? I was I was lucky enough to have almost all of my classes uh in person which was awesome they the class I had, they split up, so I would just go in, uh, like for English, I would only go in on Thursdays instead of Tuesdays, while like the other half was there. So I got to be in person pretty much all the time, which was really nice, and uh, we were all socially distanced and stuff in the classroom, so that was awesome because I do not like doing online <laughs> online learning. That It's just not, it's, I don't know, it's just better for me personally, a lot of people just in the classroom where you have that, like that feedback from the teacher mm-hmm. right there, so that was, that was super nice, but I- there were like... There were times where I'd have like classes online and stuff, and it was really just like have to like check your email like after every class to make sure your next class was still on, mm-hmm. or if you had like if I had to go back to my dorm to get on my on my laptop mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so for like that English class, you would go in on Thursday. It was it was a Tuesday Thursday class yeah. originally, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you'd go in a class on that Thursday. Would you do stuff online that Tuesday? Like, mm-hmm. would you be watching it virtually on Tuesday, or was it just like here's some lessons to read for Thursday or whatever? Well, the way that the way the teacher did it is basically the two groups would just like alternate. So we have like, like an assignment, like homework, or like if we were working on an essay, it'd just be like a work day or something like that on that Tuesday. And then on Thursday we'd come in and just do that the lesson that the group on Tuesday had, which it was it was usually the same thing. It was a lot of especially towards the end of the semester, it was a lot of just like editing essays, you know, like <laughs> editing other people's essays and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of what the, like the end of the semester was tell you what I don't miss I don't miss English classes like that <laughs> I mean we do edit a lot of things here mm. but uh, you know uh, it could be worse it could have been math I don't I don't like math yeah, we, this is a good non-math podcast we yeah, established yeah. that today. <laughs> no math mm. no math uh, you know I couldn't even count to six so you know it's okay um, yeah so I, I mean crazy I, I know we just keep coming back to that like just crazy semester crazy year um, Hopefully, we're getting to an end game here a little bit. We mentioned the vaccines. Yeah, hopefully. Which is, cr- like, unrelated, surreal. Like, yesterday, watching na- news yesterday, where it was like, you had the Electoral College being counted, and then 
William Barr resigned, the attorney general, mm-hmm. and then, oh, by the way, we're also administering COVID vaccines, which like yeah. would be the top story like any other day of the year, right, or of this year. Yeah. Um, and it was like the third thing. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. by the way, people are getting vaccinated for this thing that's like been consuming our lives for nine months. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was such a weird day, like watching CNN yesterday for a couple hours. I was like, huh, like, it's, yeah, we're, we're getting vaccinated. Like, this is like, hopefully the start of the end of this. So mm-hmm. do you know if like they have any plans for you guys? Have you, have they talked about vaccinations with like the players and coaches? Like, you know, when you might be able to get it or not, is that even better? They haven't talked about it quite yet. They've mentioned it to us like briefly, uh, our end of the year meeting as a team coach Ab said, uh, when he, like when we can all get vaccinated, we'll do it, but he's not really sure when that is. So until then we're probably just going to have to keep doing what we did in the fall, you know, get tested and, try and stay distance from like our classmates and stuff like that. And then just try and come to practice and do the, what we can with what little we have to, to work with. So what's the timeline for you then coming back? I know you're on winter break now. Um, getting back to campus, what's kind of the timeline? Are you going to have to quarantine again when you go back to campus? Just kind of take us through like that whole, you know, timeline. I figure we'll, we'll have to quarantine when we first get back just because all of us have all been spread out and they don't want to bring us all together for practice right away. So we'll, we'll probably have to quarantine but uh, our first game is in late February, or, or like late February, early March. So we're starting practice. We're only getting like a month of practice, <laughs> and we still have to like we'll have to condition a little bit, make sure we're all in shape and stuff. And then we basically have to reinstall the whole playbook. I mean, we all we all know the like the the playbook now, but we'll have to you know like refreshers and stuff, get out there, run our routes again. So it'll be it'll be really interesting. We're gonna have like a really quick turnaround between like the beginning and then our first game, but. I think I think we can do it. The the this team of guys we all have I mean they're they're willing we would if we could only practice on Fridays and play Saturdays we would do it. I mean, it's not we would not complain at all like well <laughs> it's just it's just the uh it's just the culture up there I guess in, I don't know. In 2020 the 2021 yeah. Yeah, it might be it. You got to practice Hopefully. Friday play yeah. Saturday. Hopefully you, see, not. you saw it even um you know even even the national level you saw BYU and mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina just schedule scheduled games on Thursday. Play, yeah. They played on Saturday, you know, and, uh, you know, the BYU, uh, crew had to drive 36 mm. hours across the country on the truck to get their equipment all the way out mm. to Conway, South Carolina. So, I mean, <laughs> that was a crazy game too. That was a good game. Um, Ben really appreciate it, man. Really appreciate you coming yeah. on. Uh, really intrigued by the perspective of kind of the athlete during this entire, um, you know, six months, especially at the collegiate level where, you know, you guys didn't play any games this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, like we talked about high school played, you know, most of their games. You know, Goshen High School had a couple postponements, but obviously they played seven games, I believe. And, you know, most schools got to eight or nine, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what county they lived in, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I really, really enjoy the perspective. And, uh, again, you, you, you are now – in the esteemed company uh, with Steve Craw is only two time only two time guests uh, on the podcast this year. Uh, we started this back in like late January, mm. so you know, hey, mm. you you are in the royal company, a, a trailblazer, Mount, <laughs> Mount, Mount Rushmore of Goshen and Sports right. podcast guests. Uh, you and Steve, and we'll figure out the other two spots later. All so right. <laughs> next week maybe or two weeks from now, who knows? Um, well, that'll wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thanks again to Ben for coming on to talk to us about life and sports and uh, COVID, which is basically what we've all been talking about the last mm-hmm. 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> we will be back next week with a brand new episode, and uh, I'm not going to tease anything, but I'm hoping it's going to be a very interesting, special <laughs> episode of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm excited. Hopefully. 
That's all I'm going to tease. <laughs> and uh, if it doesn't come to fruition, I apologize. So uh, until then, thank you for everyone tuning in this week, and we will be back with you next week.